This week, Nintendo dazzles us with a new Indie World Showcase, and did Phil Spencer tease us with another Nintendo surprise? Hello everyone, welcome to a new episode of Friend Code. I'm your host, Michael Damiani. This week, I'm joined by Michael Huber. Yo! How you doing? You are recovering from your first dose of the yeah. vaccine, just like first, I am. Just yesterday... Oh, dude, the arm is hurting. Uh, it was yesterday. Yesterday was a lot of pain. Oh, Today is off. less, but I was like showering and moving it, and now it's like hurting again. <laughs> Oof. I, I felt a little bit too, Huber, so I'm with you a little bit. And we have a special guest today, Godswell Ugwa Jr. of Viz. How's it going? <laughs> it's good uh, i'm honored to to join the show uh, it's good to see you again michael michael's also nice to meet you too uh, <laughs> uh but uh yeah i'm excited i i got my second shot of pfizer and finally mm. recovered from all that so yeah i know the the pain you guys are going through and I, i'm rooting for you guys as you guys get your second shot now before nice i wanted to just show what i got recently from Viz, hey. from oh. Askawada. I've been reading hey. through this. But yeah, I was eagerly anticipating this when it was announced. I was so excited when they uh, when it announced it was coming out here. But for our audience who probably has no clue about our relationship, uh, the two of us worked together at Funimation uh, when I was there very briefly for about a year uh, when I was in Texas after I was laid off from game trailers and before I joined Easy Allies. So we have a little bit of a, an anime history there <laughs> and some fun times. But uh, we have a lot of video game stuff to talk about. Some of it may be anime related. We'll see. Uh, because Nintendo uh, presented a new Indie World Showcase earlier this week. Um, covered a bunch of indie game announcements. Some you might debate whether they're actually indie games or not. And I'm kind of curious between the two of you... Uh, did you have any standout announcements from there, or was there anything that kind of surprised you? House of the Dead. House of the, House of the Dead. Dead's yeah. coming back. Yeah, House, House of the, of the Dead. Dead. Yeah. Huber, okay, yeah, Huber. Yeah. So this episode, I really wanted to cover any world showcase because obviously it's a Nintendo focused podcast. But yeah. we, Huber and I do a stream every week, God's Will, called mm -hmm. Mike and Mike, where hey. we play games. And in the middle of it, Chat was telling us about some of the announcements because we missed the Indie World <laughs> Showcase. And each one Chat was telling us about, Huber went nuts. He was like, what? Like, he was going crazy. I'm like, okay, we need to, like, record something about this. Because I had no idea Huber was that excited about this stuff. Well, the, fir the first one was a show. It was Warrior Season 3. Okay. <laughs> the, the show everyone thought was dead. Now it's, like, back to life. So that, that excited Interesting. me. And then, yeah, House of the Dead. Like, Brad and I, still to this day, you know, that game had such a big impact on our lives because we used to go to the arcades the together. Arcades. The play, mm. of course. And then I had House of the Dead 2 on Dreamcast Woo. with two gun cons. And that version was really cool because there was, like, a progression mode. You could, like, earn currency and, like, unlock abilities and all these fun things. So it was really fun. Uh, and then, obviously, House of the Dead Overkill on Wii, which was way later, but, like, an excellent House of the Dead game. And that's pretty much been it for a while. I think there was House of the Dead 3 or 4D, like, some other weird arcade ones. But, really, 1, 2, and Overkill are the highlight of this series. Uh, and it's been dormant for a while, so the fact that they're remaking the original... I thought it was a really big announcement, kind of unexpected, out of nowhere. Yeah, it looked beautiful, honestly. Like uh, I, I just recently watched the the indie showcase. I actually liked a lot of it, like most of it. Um, like I'm not a huge indie gamer, but I'm trying to get more into it. And seeing the House of the Dead was stand out. But yeah. actually, like even more of the games uh, that like I had no clue about at all, like really like stood out to me. And like I'm like maybe I should play more indie games. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They uh they always have pretty good surprises, and I'm glad they do this. This this has become a staple of Nintendo. The these these showcases have gone through some revisions, but they always happen around certain times. Like usually, this one would happen around like Game Developers Conference because that's when Nintendo decides to do it. And the next one they usually do is around like PAX Prime later in the year. But obviously, with COVID going on, things are still out of whack. So they you know mm -hmm. they're, they're they're doing their best that they can. 
But yeah, I, I like there's a lot of games I feel that you learn about from these that you would otherwise never hear about. So these, I feel like these are always worth doing. And and, and yeah. this is a little like kind of like brief segue, Huber, because we were you were talking about like Sony getting a lot of flack lately, like the narrative yeah. around Sony about abandoning indies. But like Can't people always point out Nintendo doing stuff like that, doing these big indie showcases. And well, it's Sony clearly does feature in indie titles and and their stuff still in their state of plays. You, I, I wonder if you could see why maybe some people sometimes think that way because Nintendo is like putting such a spotlight on indies like several times a year. Totally. I think it's so smart to have a dedicated indies type thing, you know, because they're all video games to me, but like still at the end of the day, like some get hundreds of millions of dollars, some are get no money and are worked on one people. So it is nice to highlight those smaller games because they don't have the advantage that the bigger companies do. Uh, and it's just, yeah, as a consumer too, it's like, oh, Nintendo really cares about these smaller games. Like, it's just good vibes all around. Um, so, yeah, Absolutely. like the spotlight. I agree. Like, the fact that they're doing, like, an indie sale, uh, that they actually did, like, a, a showcase just for indie games, uh you know, like, one thing that sort of bumps me out, like, when I do watch uh, the other, um, like, Sony, like, State of Play, I guess, right, and um, the indie games are showing, and it just sort of feels a little sad when mm-hmm. people are like, oh, where's the big games? Where are the big games, you know? Yeah. It's just to sort of gloss over, like, what yeah. these indie games are about. Such uh, a good point. And it feels really good that it got its own showcase, and... You know, like, I I didn't have any expectations because it's all indie games. You know, these are all mm-hmm. brand new original games. Well, as we saw, you know, there's actually quite a few remakes uh, that, that are in the pipeline. <laughs> so uh, it did feel, like, very respectful. And, I mean, I wouldn't have ever really known about these games because I, I feel like there's just such a deluge of games Seriously. that I should be playing. Yeah, I'm so behind on my GameCube. But, you know, this is actually <laughs> like, okay, I got more games to play, you know. Yeah, it's it makes me want to turn on my Switch more, you know. Really good point bringing up the way Sony does it. I, I like that point because, like, yeah, uh, the viewers in, in the chat and, and, like, us even, you know, uh, the, just the way the presentation goes, it's like, yo, huge game. Okay, let's, like, brush over the montage of indie games instead of, like, really honing in on it. That's a good point. Yeah, it makes it feel like it's just, like, something to get through. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, almost yeah. padding in between the big game yeah. releases. And like I don't think that's their intention, but yeah. and unfortunately that's like the way that it's taken. And like this one is like okay, let's put some respect on the indie gamers and the indie game developers. Yeah, heck yeah. It's funny you mentioned the, the also like the sizzle thing because that's where House of the Dead remake was. Because shortly before <laughs> I invited both of you to this Zoom call, I was like, was House of the Dead not in the New World Circus? Because I, I was kind of like speeding through it again. I'm like. I skipped over the sizzle reel because sometimes the sizzle reel is usually stuff we already know about. I got caught. Uh, it was in that part. I was like, oh, that's where it was. I'm, I'm glad you think it looks good. Uh, Huber, I know you were also mentioning the visual style of it. Uh, At I first, know. I was a little... just an adjustment. At first, I was like, whoa, it's, it's not what I expected. And then I watched it again. I watched it this morning. Mm-hmm. And I like the way it moves. I like the way the creatures yeah. are moving, coming at you fast. Uh, so yeah, the whole vibe I like now. But initially, I was like, "Oh, it looks a little weird." But then once I really saw it in motion, super into it. I agree. I agree with that. Like uh, I did think like it looked a little strange at first, but then uh, it seems more smooth now. Yeah. Um, there's one I definitely want to talk about from the showcase, but before we get to it, this one also elicited a massive reaction out of Huber. And I, I have to understand why. It looks amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. Watching it in action, I actually want to play this a lot. Ollie Ollie World. Yes. Dude, this looks so different. I, help me out, guys. I really don't know. I haven't done the deep dive into this <laughs> one. So I don't know, like, other than the crazy looking visuals compared to the other ones. Um, yeah, it looks a lot different, like a radical departure. The, uh, the first two I love so much because they're so brutally hard, but it's one of those games that, like, when you fail, you're right back there, like, quick loads, like, you fail, boom, start over, uh, and you always feel like you're so close, like, you can do it, you can beat it, you can get through, you can land those combos, you can land those tricks, uh, so just really easy to pick up, and, but, like, really hard to master, so, super fun games. 
I, I noticed they mentioned something about the difficulty, and I think they said something about like an, some kind of easier option for people just to like enjoy it. Perfect. Because as you said, I'm pretty sure they said <laughs> something about that. Um, but even if, like if it, it just looks so pretty in fluid animation yeah. that. I'm sure it's just fun to like keep replaying those parts to see because you're probably gonna miss a lot of stuff in the backgrounds and the details. So yeah, yeah, like in a like an action platformer like that, you're definitely gonna want to like. It's about going fast. It's like no, let's slow down and you know <laughs> I, I'm sure it'll it, it'll be enjoyable that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and also like it looks like there's multiple like routes you can go on. Yeah, and just yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was so cool because I'm like, wait, it, we're getting to a, yeah. a vert. I'm like, I, it, so we just do tricks at it, and you're like, now you're gonna go down. I was like, oh man, okay, that's pretty cool. I was like, all right, that's that's clever because uh, Huber, I was sorry, Huber, I was unfamiliar with this until I heard about it in the New World yeah. Showcase. Yeah. Yeah. The the first two they're just small small time games. Like one was popular and then two uh, two came out pretty quickly to one and tried to like capitalize you know when the first one is like oh it's that's a cool game it's it's well known kind of two tried to like you know take it to the next level and i think it did a lot of people played ali ali too now uh i know he was a big fan of this but god's will the for me the biggest announcement of this was uh, getting an update on teenage mutant ninja turtles shredder's revenge that it, that brief trailer it just looked to me I know this is a very leading statement here, but it looked great because it was like it looked like the older arcade games. Like this is just what I wanted. Yes, absolutely. Like it definitely feels like we're bringing an arcade back home. And I mean, I'm like, yes, this is a perfect uh, party game. You know, I think we've been yes. wanting something like this. It's like our generation, right? Like has been wanting something like this. Uh, that's not as brutally hard as like the arcade or the <laughs> Super Nintendo, right? Uh, but also like more accessible for us to play, right? Yeah, because, like, Streets of Rage came out right at kind of COVID times, I feel like, or, like, pretty close to lockdown and everything, and, and you know, that's such a party game, so I never really got to have that four-player in the same room <laughs> smashing enemies, so, yeah, Turtles, it's time. Um, I forget if it was only in the trailer and the thing they showed in the <laughs> New World Showcase, but seeing like Rocksteady, Bebop, seeing like the staples, and like the, just the, the 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 complexity to their animations as they showed off each of the four turtles, showing off their basic attacks. Then like they had like a special that looked way more complex looking than anything I'd seen in a previous arcade version. Maybe not the one I never played on Sega Huber that you're a champion of. Hyperstone Ice. <laughs> Hyperstone Ice. I need to play that someday. <laughs> but it's it just... basically Turtles in Time. It's okay. very, very similar. Very, very similar. New, different level, different boss. Hey, so well, similar. When we're back in the studio, yeah. Uber, we're going to have to make that a, one of the first full playthroughs. This is Hyperstone. <laughs> Hell yeah. Just so I can get exciting. educated on that. Heck yeah. But like, I, it just makes me so excited to, to see this. Like the, I know the first reveal trailer, like the having the theme song, there's some people like, oh, they they tweaked it a bit. It doesn't sound the same. It's like, well, everything's not going to be exactly the same. They're going to adjust some things, you know, and, and update a few things. But everything about this is just exciting to me. I can't. I know there's levels we haven't seen yet because they, they've shown off so little, but it mm-hmm. feels like so much because it's so it's it's very good looking and, and, and like the effort and detail they put into developing this. Like they sound passionate. They even said like in the indie direct, like they threw out turtles in time and like the arcade game. Like we want to nail this, and it comes across in spades to me. Definitely, like yeah, just seeing the, like the love uh, that the developers of this game but also like most of these games actually like you can really see like it's so palpable uh and it's really cool to have seen um the developers talk about these games a little bit and you know just to see the diversity like all over the world like nintendo is really trying to to showcase like yes we're trying to to put them up front you know like really try to showcase different cultures and different um perspectives really right Exactly. They these have been pretty good about doing it. Uh, the two that come to mind, I remember, were uh, Aerial Knights Never Yield. It's like an endless mm-hmm. runner. Kind of like I'm super high inspired for. by Vita, and it that looked really cool. I like the dig at the beginning when they were introducing their game, saying like, "I made Detroit a gaming hub." Like, not usually known for gaming here, but I did it. It was like, yeah, there you go. It's like you don't have to be like in LA or something or San Francisco to do game development. Uh, and then that Azteca game near the yes, end. That was like actually the, one I wanted to talk about too. Yeah, because sure. I found out about them. Like, I remember I went to. Um, 
like the PlayStation experience or you know, like like that was like in Los Angeles like two years ago or three years ago, 2018. <laughs> there we go. Uh, and I saw like Mulaka, the, like their Lienzo's first game, and that drew me in. It was like, oh wow, let's learn about like native Mexico, you know, like see, and it's really cool to see this company do it again, uh, but like in modern times. And that one like really really like caught me um to see like a mexican company try to showcase their culture but like in a new modern way uh and to see like this whole world uh and in fact actually i'm even trying to buy like the new their old game mulaka like in the indies sale uh right now along with hades i need to get that Uh, so So many yeah i I, I hear so (laughs) many great things about that i'm like uh what am i doing i need to play these games (laughs) There was a yeah there were there are a few others I mean we don't we don't obviously don't need to cover anything the the one the one they opened with Road ninety six the like a choose your own adventure thing for whatever reason Huber that seemed like it's shouted Huber to me because I, I was getting life is strange but you have choose your own totally. adventure like the story can go anywhere totally type thing. dude one of the most hyped for sure so excited about it any kind of just choose your own adventure or like imprint your life experiences into it but also being taught about other life experiences life is strange style i just yeah i love it it seems like a very meditative introspective game um and there was some like weird mechanics going on in there it's like a rhythm rhythm stuff. yeah oh, that yeah, one part yeah, yeah like she was playing yeah. like a trombone or something <laughs> yeah. like that yeah mm. yeah like yeah, i'm really excited for that one too like that one really caught my uh, they said like hundreds of thousands, like of different routes. You could start in different ways. Um, like that one caught. I like I haven't played Life is Strange yet. That's one I've been wanting to play. Also, like my queue is too much. But that remaster's yeah, this, coming. Ooh, maybe I'll wait yeah. for that. Yeah. And then I'll yeah, because that's the one I've heard so many great things about. Uh, and this Road ninety six like looks really cool. Some French studios like doing it right. So, um. That one looks really cool. Another yeah. one that caught my eye was uh, the Skull, the Hero Slayer. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, like that one like looks a lot of fun. Um, like they said, like 90 different, like 90 to like 100 different uh, play styles for it. Uh, and you're like the bad guy. So <laughs> I was like, I like different perspectives uh, along with that. Uh, I actually have that on Steam. I've actually played that quite a bit. Oh, really? Oh, really? Um, yeah. Ah. I've actually also, played I didn't Skull. know it was already out. Yeah, it's really fun, actually. Yeah, um, not much to say about it other than yeah, you just have <laughs> fun. Okay, yeah, positive. I mean, yeah, yeah. Time yeah. to get good. into it. I I have, I've only put like ninety minutes in, so I can't go like deep dive uh, into gotcha. it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But I played it on Steam. Super fun. Nice. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, been meaning to go back to it. Uh, uh, Getsu Fumiden, sorry, um, that like roguelike. It almost looked like Muramasa. A little bit yeah. the the Demon Tale the the, the that old, that awesome amazing game from Vanilla uh, Vanillaware right yeah Vanillaware yeah. sorry it's <laughs> like they're called Vanillaware I almost like had a moment there um, it, yeah but like adding roguelike to that because obviously Muramasa was more of like a Metroidvania light mm-hmm. so going in a different direction with that and it, like the skill driven 2D like you know action I, it's kind of I like games that are trying to do that uh, what was the one with the pointy head, Souls-like looking dude. Blasphemous. Uh, yeah, that's also trying to do like the high skill-based uh, 2D action game. And I'm glad to see people challenge, you know, those the, those genres all been push a little mm-hmm. bit further. Yes. So that one looked pretty cool. You got another update on Chris Tales. Like that game, just like I think it's it's time to come out, man. I think everyone's like ready to play that. It's like proven itself in a, its its trailers. And then mm-hmm. the only other thing I wanted to say, uh, this is kind of an easy allies inside joke, but the Longling, um, with that bird character, uh, I thought it was Punished Bossman. <laughs> you bird, sorry. <laughs> Kyle Bossman. Uh, I was like, this game is like Kyle Bossman's Punishment. I <laughs> love it. That's all I have to love say it. about that one. I'm sure it looked like, it's like the hook, the gimmick though is 400 real days. It's oh, like yeah. the length of the game. It's like 400 real days. I was wondering days. if it was real days or if <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, I said that, real days. I was like, oh, wow. man, that's so intense. Holy crap. Yeah. That Waiting is... for 400 days. Hmm. Yeah, imagine if Persona was for, like that. <laughs> as long sure as the cat like... doesn't tell me to go to sleep, then we can make it happen, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they're going to do some crazy, like, 
every day for 400 day streams of that huh some channel <laughs> out there oh yeah someone's gonna break the new record you know yeah. on twitch since that was Oof. you know there's someone who said i forget who said it but they beat a was it ninja's record of viewers oh yeah like 30 yeah yeah <laughs> crazy stunts oh. that that's Twitch, man. You got to keep pushing the crazy stunts. To, oh my gosh! Know. I just hope these people like actually like take care of themselves during that time. You know, not just really push themselves and exactly. push themselves to bring a craziness. I don't know. Well, yeah, waiting for that horror story and like and the and not the the fail horror story, <laughs> but like the sad horror story where someone has something happen to them where you know. Oh no! That's like the tragic warning that everyone's like, all right, we need to maybe dial back these yeah. streams of. of Twitch streaming, but yeah, no, I like, and I, I could see like honestly, Twitch streamers and video gamers like being the ones to, like push the boundaries like that. I mean, already like we do that, so, <laughs> oof, for sure. What was the Where's Waldo looking game? Oh yeah, um, that looked oh. sick. Something I like the style. Was that yeah. Labyrinth City? Yeah, I think so. Labyrinth yeah. Maze. Yeah, that sounds yeah. right. Yeah, looked. Pierre the Maze Detective. Like that one. Dude. Looks- Yes. yes. So I want to play wow. that. Yeah. I want to play that so bad. It looks so nice. I love like the styles of like so many of these games. Like they all like are pushing the the artisticness in just so many different ways. And then this mm-hmm. one, it was like it looks like you're like literally like looking at a Where's Waldo book, but it's moving along with you as you're like looking at it. Like I, yeah. I loved it. What was that game we played, Huber, on group stream? That was like a Where's Waldo. It was like one of Kyle's last streams. The spot, yeah, the I thing. Yeah, that I was. I that. mean, those are those fun. Are fun. I, I hope the game has a mode basically where multiple people can jump in, and you all yeah. gotta work together to try and spot the stuff. Those are fun. Those are totally. really fun to play in a group setting. That sounds uh, really cool. Yeah, I never knew that would actually be that appealing, but it really is. <laughs> um, Indie World Showcase did happen this week. But uh, we have another story that also uh, sprung up recently involving our old friends at Microsoft once again. Now, Phil Spencer uh, likes to show off his shelves behind him in a lot of his streams. And uh, there's now a history with that. And and people with eagle eye vision are always looking out for what Phil Spencer has got on his desk. And in the most recent stream, one of the more recent streams that Phil Spencer appeared on... There was a Kojima Productions Luden statue. That's that's a whole other can of worms over there. Uh, and then there was uh, a Switch. And people were like, hmm, okay. And it was fuel. further fuel is thrown on the fire by uh, journalist uh, Jeff Grubb, who said, I was told everything on that shelf has a specific purpose. Um, let, me, let me make sure that was like the I actual I mean, maybe quote. he just wanted to play the Switch. That's, that's a purpose. Right. Pretty much everything on Phil's shelf meant something, including the Nintendo Switch. Uh, mm-hmm. On a recent podcast for Games Beat, is what Jeff Grubb stated. So now people are working themselves into, into a tizzy now about. <laughs> we were so we, the thing is we already got Microsoft and Nintendo collaborations. Though. Let's be clear, we got the Ori games on Switch. We got Cuphead on Switch. Uh, we we've had Minecraft on Switch forever, and we got Banjo Kazooie and Super Smash Brothers Ultimate as part of the the Fighter Pass for Season One. Mm-hmm. So we had a bunch of patrons write in asking us about this, um, and, and and the first one is the most obvious one comes from Raul. If and big if does basically does this mean is Master Chief coming to Smash? And th- if that's true, will there be any other connections between Halo and Nintendo? I think yes to both, honestly. I think Smash. I think, I think Chief is just the symbol of Xbox. Absolutely. You know, he already she already showed up in Fortnite, which is really awesome. Weirdly, Nintendo though not in that. Who knows why? What's going on? Where's Samus? You got Kratos. You got Master Chief. You got Aloy. You got Laura Croft. Where are you at? Nintendo, what's up? <laughs> but uh, maybe because they're not in Fortnite, they're going to keep just... Like you say, Damiani, they have their own thing with Smash. That's their shared universe. So Fortnite is like kind of a direct competition to Smash in a weird way in terms of like wow. collaborations. <laughs> So, Things yeah. I would have never really thought said, yeah, I know. but here we are. <laughs> I, know. Out, right? <laughs> I know. So uh, maybe they were just holding off by not going into Fortnite because they knew Master Chief was coming to Smash or something? 
I don't maybe, know, just spitballing. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I think we'd all agree that Master Chief being in Smash would be, like, another... One of the biggest announcements they could do. Do you guys um, think it would be muted, though, because he just showed up in Fortnite? Do you think it would not be as exciting? No. Or it would, it would be still be huge, hype as hell. Huge. Huge, okay. huge. Especially huge, if they save like, it for the last yeah. one. Yeah. The <laughs> okay. last reveal, because we still got two more character reveals. <laughs> I think we expect one to happen in June at their now E3 Direct that we know so is going to be happening. Two more characters all day? That's it? Two on the pass? Yeah, there's two more, because there's six, and we've gotten four so far. And then we don't know if they're going to do another fighter pass. Still, no, we, Yeah, that's the other question. Could is maybe that, they said this was the last one, so but you never know. You know, with how successful this has been, <sighs> gangbusters, right? Like, <laughs> even I bought them, and I'm not like a huge DLC type of guy, but mm. yeah, I bought fighter pass one, I bought fighter pass two, and I'm ready for whoever's going to come in, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that, yeah, I think Huber, they would, especially with the Fortnite announcements, they'd probably save it for last. I mean, E3 is a big time, so maybe that will just, they'll be huge. I think it'll be huge no matter what, and won't mm-hmm. be muted, but if that was, like, the finale, that would be one heck of a wrap-up there, yeah. Yeah. So let me, I, I know you probably have a bunch of ideas about what Microsoft could do with Nintendo, but I'll get to those shortly. But Real Radic has a question. It wants to flip the script a little bit. He wants to know. Sorry, they want to know if uh, can the opposite happen? Will Nintendo ever be willing to offer Microsoft some unique op- opportunities? For example, what if Nintendo allows their virtual console games to be compatible with XCloud devices? Is there any way Xbox players can have some Nintendo benefits, or will this partnership only amount to Microsoft content on Nintendo devices? Hmm. Think that you could ever see Nintendo content on Xbox stuff? Anything's possible now, dude. We live in a we live in a time where I feel like anything's possible in this industry. Like so many collaborations, so many revivals, sequels, remasters. Just that one moment from years ago when Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo were all standing on stage together. Um and then yeah, then you just have things like Smash Bros and Fortnite and just I feel like the and cross-play is so huge now. Cross-play. Like, Outriders, PC, Xbox, PlayStation people all playing together. So I think right now, anything's possible. I could totally see this going down. I never thought, like, a couple years ago, you know, Mario with, or uh, Nintendo with mobile. Everyone's like, mm. no, they're never going to do mobile. <laughs> like, now that's... They've done multiple. So yeah. I think they totally could. Fire Emblem is one of their biggest things now on mobile, for sure. They make. I so used much to be money. hooked on that. Uh, it <laughs> took me a while to get myself off of that, but now I'm playing Three Houses. So yeah, oh, no, <laughs> I'm Fire Emblem. I've never played Three Houses. I I haven't played. I just started like a few days ago. Chose Black Eagles. Love it. Um, How's it treating you? I really love it. Like it. Like I I was playing XCOM a lot, and oh, then yeah. now I just switched to this. So it feels like. Still, like, in the same, like, realm of nice. strategy games, but Fire Emblem is good to be back. And then, uh, um, yeah, I love it. So, I'm interested to see, like, what's going to happen with Nintendo and Microsoft. I feel like Microsoft is going to rely more on, like, it's going to be, like, more towards um, supporting Nintendo versus the other way around. Because, mm-hmm. at least from what I see, um, it seems like in- Nintendo is, like, the stronger of the two, right? Um, but then again, I don't know. I'm not, like... Uh, huge in like the game news like in fact i'm learning a lot from you guys right now so i'm excited to see like what's gonna happen the last couple months microsoft has clawed its way near the top i feel like if like you ask me right now april 2021 microsoft is crushing it they got a lot of momentum so yeah i think anything good they could do with nintendo would only fuel that up you know uneasy alliance versus the big dog sony like mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i also think so for godzilla i also think it's about access microsoft wants access to the switch platform because it is the number one platform right now for for gaming specific platforms so they want their games and services on there so they've thrown out games i feel that are speak to what they assume is the nintendo demographics like ori and the Blind Forest, or in the Will of the Wisps, Cuphead, and, mm-hmm. and Minecraft. So yeah, I bought those Cuphead are like, for a Switch, and I've been loving it. Exactly. I feel like that's a great spot for it. Mm-hmm. 
So the, Such a hard game. They view it as oh. gateway games. I feel like that, oh, if you're interested in this, we have more of these types of games on, on, on our platform. Come check us out. But also the service stuff. Like the biggest rumor, um, and it's been asked, it's, everyone asks about it, is that whether Game Pass or uh, xCloud, which is their cloud-based gaming service, will they put those on Switch so that Switch owners could be playing Microsoft product games, their IPs. Like we could be playing Halo on Switch. But That'd you're paying nuts. into Microsoft's <laughs> ecosystem by having to pay that sub fee, essentially. So, like, putting like, a streaming service on different platforms, essentially, yeah. Yeah, it seems like yeah, Microsoft is winning in that sense, for sure. Like, like it's, it's everywhere. Like, I do see people talking about Microsoft games everywhere, like, because of that access, like, opening mm-hmm. it up like that. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see, like, what's going to happen this year. It sounds like a lot of moves are going to be made. Uh, and it seems like access is the name of the game, right? Yes. I feel like it's that. And I think they're starting to realize that working together can have its benefits. And in fact, I think you might be right, Huber. Microsoft might also be smelling some blood in the water with Sony, yeah. some weakness. Because yeah. even if it's not true, Huber, I understand you love, like you feel some of the criticism against Sony is a little too harsh right now. Because no, just, like, no, not because, at all. Because, not because, at because all. you said like the, uh, uh, Matt Piscatello of MPD said, oh, PlayStation 5 just became like the fastest like selling yeah. hardware in his- U.S. history. So like they're doing record numbers, yet people are saying they're not doing all that. Oh, Jim yeah. Ryan's running them into the ground or something like that that but like that might not actually be true but public perception if microsoft sees the tides turning they could seize on that and remember back during the ps3 360 we era the we 60 stuff that was going on like that uneasy alliance of Wii mm-hmm. owners and three like they were like buy a Wii, buy a 360, just don't buy a PS3. So it's like <laughs> buy an Xbox Series X or S and buy a Switch, <laughs> just don't buy a PlayStation 5. Totally. Yeah, Sony is selling selling a ton, but like the public optics are not good right now. So in the last couple of months, it just feels like even though they're like dominating record sales wise, there's just been a lot, like a lot of hits and hits and hits just because Game Pass is the future. It feels like it's just mm-hmm. such good value. It's completely changed the way people consume games, the way they view games, the way they engage with games. It's just radically changing this entire industry well let me yeah let me ask you this and uh and specifically uh you godswell so like sony at first said they would not do a game pass type subscription service so you subscribe play our games for a monthly fee instead of buying them outright uh but there there's been reports that sony might be changing their tune we actually have a patron question uh, from uh, Ehab here, who wants to know, would Nintendo ever consider doing a Games Pass service themselves? Would you, you know, they want to know like what that would entail, but like, would you ever be interested as a Switch owner just paying a monthly fee and getting access to a bunch of like new Switch games that for you know for no additional cost instead of buying, like, renting them versus buying them outright? Essentially. Earlier, I said anything is possible. This is impossible. This is never going okay. <laughs> but it, the, the, the hypothetical, like, would like I'm, I'm curious hey, if it was like, ever happened. Yeah, like, would either of, of you course. be interested in that? Yeah, yeah. Like, imagine months play... on a rise. You don't have to pay sixty bucks for it. You just have to pay fourteen ninety nine every month, and you have access to it. And you know, you play like me, someone who plays a month of it. That I got my fifteen dollars worth. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, that would be like a great uh, value, uh, especially for, like if it's for any game or like any game in like a Nintendo catalog. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many like older titles that like I really do want to uh, dig into for sure. But um, and you know, wouldn't want to like have to pay full price for for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that would entice me to like turn on my Switch a lot more. You know, like right <laughs> now, like I'm more like focused on like on my PS4 still, but. Um, yeah, I would totally, like, if they had, like, a streaming service like that, I would totally turn on my Switch a lot more. A game like Pokemon Snap would be perfect for this. Because I know... Oh, absolutely. They, Back to the Blockbuster Because it's not 60... Yeah, exactly. Because uh, it's it's a $60 game. I feel there are going to be some people that have a problem with paying $60 for Pokemon Snap. But if it was on a Nintendo Game Pass, man... I wonder which would mm. do better for them. I mean, obviously, a lot of people are going to buy it, and it's going to sell full price, so probably yeah. the full price. Yeah. But And that's all. See, that, Damiani, mm. that's the perception thing, again, that I've just been thinking about yeah. lately. Is like, holy shit, $60 for that game is insane because of 
Game Pass 2. It's made everything all weird and muddled. But, like, everyone's going to be pissed at the price and everything. There's go It's going to be loud of, like, dude, this is not worth it. This is unacceptable price. But what if it still sells, like, record numbers? Yeah, like, if it sells fight. record numbers but everyone is pissed, like... They're going to keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, if it works, you know, don't fix <laughs> Like, there's nothing to fix, right? Because yeah. I agree. Like, I'm not personally interested in getting that. Like, it seems like a blockbuster game, you know? It makes, I mean, like, <laughs> the I original up, was. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It was yeah. Like, I mean, like, it was all about going to blockbuster, <laughs> developing your pictures there, right? Uh, you know, like, if they had, like, that type of service for sure, you know, then I'd be like, okay, let's relive. Especially if they're going to bring back a property that was popular as a kid right uh i'm sort of hoping to do it sort of same way as i did as a kid right so mm -hmm. seriously gotta sign up for gamefly dude gamefly that thing <laughs> <laughs> the uh man i was just thinking the, the earlier uh question from uh from real radic about what can nintendo offer makes me think again about the leak of the golden eye remaster that's fully playable people got it like people downloaded it people are playing it it's done it, it's ready to go it's like what if that licensing issues were ironed out and it happens i could see that appearing on microsoft's platform as uh here they've been waiting for this here you go in exchange for something like oh here's x cloud at like a disc like it's gonna be a discounted price on for switch owners and you could play all of our xbox series x s games that are available on on it you know on switch as long as your internet connection holds up because i mean that'd be a pretty good deal yeah i just, I just want golden knight to come out sorry <laughs> i want the remastered well, game officially to come you out. know Sony is gonna le lean on their big budget blockbuster exclusives. Microsoft's gonna lean in on Game Pass. Nintendo, you've got the legacy. You have we've gone here all, so many times, Huber. You have all of the ten out of tens. You have them all. Like lean into your legacy, whether that's whether that's remasters, remakes, whatever, or just like giving access. Mm -hmm. If you just give us access to that stuff i don't know the i'm not a brand manager though i don't know the best way to leverage that because that's nintendo's golden ticket i feel like that, obviously they're in no danger they're selling a incredible look to the future a lot of good stuff coming but like one of their main strengths as a brand is that legacy so many of those games are hard to to play and hard to track down mm -hmm. even the ones that aren't as hard a lot of people may just not have them so somehow just opening the floodgates or like having <laughs> yeah, having how'd a, you guys feel maybe guys that's feel the subscription service like mm -hmm. yeah what, what like how'd you guys feel about the uh the mario release uh, that just had happened right yep. like um like was that like uh i, I didn't play it unfortunately but like i had yeah. heard like good and bad for it and i was wondering like what you guys had thought about that um, it's weird you know I, again I, I maybe that it was an experiment because they don't know how to leverage their legacy games hmm. you know because they keep doing these remasters for 60 bucks and people complain but i feel like they sell but then they go disney style and they put them back in the vault it's vault yeah so what's what's the future look like damiani for i think it's the just history that. Just, that, just more bring him out of bring him out of retirement, remaster him, touch him up. I type think thing. that's gonna be their formula, and it stinks because they do have even their older stuff. The, uh, the 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 shuttering of the virtual console service in favor of we do have the NES and SNES online catalog, but there is no vast offering like we mm -hmm. had before. And while there are some games that do appear, collections do appear on the eShop, it's still kind of the wild west with that like you don't yeah. know when something's gonna show up <laughs> it comes out of the blue and there's still a ton of great classic games that aren't playable on switch that would you'd think would be so obvious like just the handheld library of games game boy games game boy advanced games heck they could figure out a way if they can figure out a way to do ds or 3ds games why aren't they on switch it's just they have a, as you said, Hebrew, they have a treasure trove. And <laughs> they have all the tens. <laughs> then they, like, I, I wonder, yeah, I, I, I feel like sometimes they go too, too far with their protecting of the value of their brand. 
They don't. Yeah. They want to guard the axis, but sometimes they're like you could kind of relax some of those a little bit. You could put out a little bit more. I think you're going to be fine. Absolutely. But, I don't yeah, know, like, I think that's the thing that's uh, been a bummer for me too. Like where there are so many classic games, but it's like, how do you play them? Uh, I mean, and especially like now, like talking about like PlayStation Three and Vita, right? Yeah. It's like, how do you play those games uh, if those are supposed to be going offline? So yeah, I don't know. My PS3 is so sketchy; it like <laughs> powers down randomly. I just like, bought it's a new so PS3. I oh. should do that. I actually yeah. can do or, that. Yeah, and like, or like a used new PS3. Yeah, because yeah. my like my old PS3, like the HDMI and the AV stopped yeah. working, and I'm just like, well, what do I do now, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, there needs to be like some solutions because people these are great. There's the the old games are great, and yeah, I've, I I would like for these uh, publishers to actually like make it easier to play uh, more of these old games, and you know, it doesn't have to be remastered. Just mm-hmm. just give it back to us, right? Totally, I mean, yeah. the DS, like what you said about the Switch. Um, with the DS games, it's just sort of like, yeah, just put it on there. I want to play Golden Sun easier, you know, versus having to find <laughs> yes. it, you know, <laughs> get yes. a DS. Yes. It's yeah, like, these games, and a lot of it's Nintendo history. And outside of playing Smash Brothers, you know, learning that there's Smash yeah. Brothers, it's like, I mean, Mother, I want to play, play Mother. Yeah. I mean, Lucas and Ness, and it's just sort of like, uh, it, to hear about, like, how hard it is to go try to go play Mother, you know, like, or, yeah. you know... Oh, I have to go emulate or whatever. It's just mm-hmm. it's how ridiculous. And then to get in trouble first for, oh, I'm sorry. I want to know more about the games that you told me about, but I can't Exactly. Play it. And it's, from any person's standpoint, it looks like it's money left on the table. From, from a business standpoint, it's like, why? Do you, you could be making money off of this. What's wrong? And, like, I, that, think, yeah. and I think that is why Microsoft in this moment is crushing it. Because their arms are open, and they're not alienating anyone. They're saying, come and play, come and play. Sony is like, no Days Gone 2, you know, no backwards compatibility, really. Big exclusives only. Right, and then Nintendo, master, yeah, last <laughs> yeah, and then Nintendo is just doing their own things. But Microsoft is like, hey, Game Pass for all, games for all, everyone come on in, let's play. The water's nice. <laughs> Yeah. That's a great point. They are definitely nailing it with that. It's not perfect, but like it's the best out there, and they they, I I do feel they deserve a, a lot of praise and credit for doing that. So no doubt. I wish somehow they could apply more pressure. Like if they were setting records, that would put more pressure on more mostly Sony, and to mm-hmm. an extent maybe Nintendo. Nintendo usually just ignores what everyone else is doing <laughs> most of the time, but at least yeah, Sony, because as you said, Godswell, well, like I'm actually seriously considering looking for a PS3 Fat, like an OG model, like it's yeah, like 60 gig. Yeah, that I have backwards one, compatibility. Because I have one, but I'm scared that like I think you can't even send them in for repairs anymore. If you can, I need to like fudge it and like yeah, yeah it's broken. Quick, Please yeah. ma- do maintenance <laughs> on it so it's like as good as it will ever be. But that's my way to play PS1 and PS2 games as well. If I lose that, that thing goes out. I can't even. I have to go track down a way to play my physical copies, which sucks. It's a bummer. It doesn't make any sense. Like I, I, I would love backwards compatibility. I feel like that's something that like everyone has been asking for for so long. Uh, you know, and like yes, we know it's expensive, but you know, I think the us gamers now that we're at a mature level, you know, we have like enough disposable income. We're down for it, right? Exactly. And like, I feel I mean, like they rolled the dice on it. And Sony did. We're like, oh, we don't need it. Maybe like we're fine. Oh, we can. It? We have other alternatives. And it was Snake Eyes. Yeah, their data probably shows that. <laughs> I, I feel, and I think Nintendo's data maybe showed that as well. But we've also shifted a lot more towards digital, especially over this past year with COVID. And I'm not even mm-hmm. asking. I understand a lot of people want everything. They want like physical copies to be backwards compatible. I think that's gonna get a little too ridiculous at some point. Did you even. see the Photoshop, Damiani, of the PS5 with just another disc drive that plays PS1, 2, 3? It was perfect. That's it was perfect. like, just do that. Yeah. I, I would totally pay extra yeah. for that. You know, I'd pay like, extra for a system for that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Godzilla. Yeah. yeah. No. No. Exactly. I would totally pay for that. Like it's. I it, I'm like I haven't uh, looked for a PS5 because you know just hearing about this drama still, and I'm totally happy with my PS4 right now. But at the same time, uh, when they first announced the PS5 and they announced the disc drive with the non-disc drive, I was like, oh, I need the disc drive because I can't rely on just digital only, really personally, mm-hmm. you know. And if they did involve, 
you know, like a full set and it costs more than a thousand dollars, I would still do that personally. You know, like yeah. maybe I shouldn't say I should do that. And they're like, oh, let's, let's <laughs> well, make it right more. Now, right? Yeah. <laughs> In their press right. review, we had a source say they pay a thousand dollars. I mean, but, but some of those retro devices out there that are trying to fill that gap do cost a lot of money. Like, was the 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 NT one, the, the retro Capcom one, Capcom arcade stick, and that crazy. like that like hundreds of dollars to like yeah like five hundred dollars. So like, you're right, God's will. Like I think enthusiasts will pay for that because they care so much about being able to play their library of games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even if it's like a limited amount of this this uh, enthusiast version, right? I mean, it's still gonna sell out. You know, like come on, y'all, money on the table. Just like you said. It doesn't really make sense. Um, yeah, it's like because there's no access, there's no way to go get it, you know. But I guess international licensing is always like a thing, you know. Like you know, me and you like have seen like how that is like in like the anime world, right? So maybe it's the Ooh, same or like similar for the video game world too. Exactly. Which is, I understand why it makes it difficult for some of those re-releases, but like doing as much as you can, which is why I was gonna say earlier i understand supporting physical might get like that might be the option they have to do is like a really expensive high-end version i would even settle for just digitally release these on every platform going forward even if you make me have to buy them again just an option that they're always available so that i'm never locked out of that game experience so when i play a smash brothers or when i watch a video series on youtube about this and it's like this is your ip i want to go learn and play more about it or play more and learn more about it it's not even available anymore like wait what i can't even play this like missed opportunities there (laughs) rather missed connections man yeah i feel like they could do a sony and nintendo could do a better job in that regard for sure absolutely totally agree I didn't realize I skipped over some questions about indie stuff. Uh, I, I, I missed it in my notes. So, um, Damiani, in uh, Hyperstone Heist, the extra oh. boss is... I, I wanted to tell you this when we were talking about it earlier. Oh. Is none other than Tatsu. Tatsu? Only Boy, in Hyperstone what? Heist, not in... I think in... you've said this before, because yeah, I yeah, remember this, yeah, but that, yeah. that now being reminded, that's so hype. <laughs> Hyperstone Heist exclusive, oh, dude, gosh. Tatsu. Dude. Time to get that Sega Genesis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, these questions were about Indie World Showcase about what ifs. Um, we get these cool. questions every so often, and so it's kind of fun to do to do these. Um, the first one comes from uh, Declan. Um, which indie developer would you want handling a Nintendo IP a la Cadence of Hyrule? Love and respect. Is there any indie developer or any oh. any Nintendo IP that you would want to see like come back? Maybe even if it's an indie form. Uh, Team Cherry, Metroid, oh, yeah. let's oh. go. Mm. Okay, that's obvious. <laughs> that would be yep. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I know uh, people have asked about uh, a remake of Zelda Two: The Adventure of Link coming from someone like Way Forward or. Like a yacht club games because they've already done like the the Mega Man style like 2D action adventure games, so those feel like that's in their wheelhouse. And that that game is to me is pretty ripe for a remake because it's a very hard game to go back and play and uh, really enjoy. It, it's like very rough experience. So polishing that up and reimagining it um, and updating it for modern audiences, I think would. Maybe help its legacy. Plus, it's one of the most unique Zeldas. Side-scrolling action in an RPG, like a more traditional RPG, that that Zelda really hasn't done that since. So it'd be kind of nice to see that. That's a cool answer. I like that. Mm -hmm. Um, There's one that we've said a bit, one we've said a trillion, zillion times, the most times ten, is uh, from Software Castlevania. Obviously, <laughs> come on. That's not indie. Oh, but yeah, another idea. Oh, yeah, shit. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> Wait, indie, no, sorry, wait. Some software is now indie. Yes, they've gone <laughs> yeah, back to sorry, indie. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> My bad, my bad, my bad. I know. <laughs> any excuse to say from software in Castlevania <laughs> yeah. on any yeah. show on Easy Allies, that's pretty much what happens here. Uh, um, yeah, uh, if you have anything, God's Will, or any, uh. Nintendo, any t- Nintendo game that hasn't had like a sequel for a while that you actually care about or... All right, if not. 
I want to see Donkey Kong 64 again somehow. Donkey Kong. <laughs> I love so you. you like I Donkey love Kong you. I love you. Yes. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, all right, I got like all it? 200. Everyone always gives no. me shit, God's will. Yes. <laughs> really? I mean, I yes. love it. As a, like, oh, a kid. man. Like, I, I, dis- I don't bananas. like that game. Really? Oh, man. Like that's funny. Like, oh, I loved I'm it. Sorry. So I would like to see that again. Hell um, yeah. Dude, that yeah. multiplayer with the freaking, like, watermelon rocket launcher. Let's go. Oh. Uh. <laughs> also, Kong was bad for it. That'd be that'd be really sick to see again. <laughs> like for real, for real. Like um, you know, not like the Xbox version, but like um, yeah. If we could see it like again on like Nintendo, that'd be really sick. cool. I would love. I know so we've now gone from any to like whatever. I'll do. I like. I'll indulge us. Um, yeah, getting a proper Banjo Kazooie like three on Ooh. on like switch or even if it's a, like nintendo gets involved and it's on like both platforms like microsoft mm-hmm. and nintendo platforms mm-hmm. i would just give me a proper sequel somehow yeah um i feel like we should come up with one for the the question and because it's freaking hype and awesome what would super giant games do the makers of hades and bastion and pyre if they could do a nintendo game oh. what would it be I mean, because the game already is the same mythology. Because I say like Kid Icarus would be perfect to do like oh, a song. But, like dude. it's already Hades. It's kind of already Just replace. That's cool though, dude. That would be sick. Yeah, I mean, Kid Icarus is a franchise that they tried to revive with Uprising on 3DS. Uh, some. I mean, it's a cult favorite. I think you know. Fan That's what I heard. Sure. Yeah, I heard it's. it's I heard just, it's divisive. What did they do to try and bring that series back? Because Pit is so prominently featured in a lot of stuff, especially Smash Brothers and yeah, Palutena. Like they need to, I think they need to figure out a way to bring Pit back somehow and in, into their own game. But uh, maybe I don't know. Like Kirby seems to do pretty well with what it is, so I don't know about needing to do anything different with Kirby. The other one I would say, that, like even hand it off to an indie developer, would be F Zero. F-Zero oh. or Wave Race, because they're just MIA, and mm. what was it, uh, recently, uh, former Nintendo uh, illustrator uh, Takaya Imamura said that it's not dead, it's just, like, sleeping, waiting for, like, a grand idea to revive it, and I'm like, Dope. oh, come on, <laughs> like, that, that rumored Star Fox Grand Prix or whatever with F-Zero Star Fox crossover wasn't grand enough, <laughs> and then someone just posted, like, F-Zero 99 Battle Royale, it's like, oh, <laughs> There you go. <laughs> That'd be a dope uh, idea. The makers of Riptide, dude. Who did that? That game is so sick, and it's like the only Wave Race style game. Riptide. Who's the developer? That's uh, what I want. Oh, I gotta look at the video. Riptide video game. Dead Island Riptide. What's Huber? What's that? Oh, it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> Real bad. Uh, I think I gave that game a 3 out of 10. Riptide GP, is that the name of it, Huber? Yep. Vector unit. Uh, it looks like it's developed... Uh, it didn't say developer on this page. Weird. About. Company. Big, small games. Uh, vector unit? It's developed by Vector, vector unit. unit. Sorry, Vector, vector unit. unit. Boom. Yeah. There you go. Vector unit for Wave Race. All right, yeah. That'd be awesome. Dude, Riptide is, is super fun. It's really small. There's a Riptide GP2 and Riptide Renegade, I think, was the follow-up. Uh, Kyle Bossman's super into those. I played them a ton. I finished both of them. Just really, really fun. Simple. Again, small budget, low budget. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for a Wave Race type game, that's about it. <laughs> that I know. <laughs> Let me... I got a few more questions to, to wrap this up. Before we wrap this up, sorry. Um, I know we're having so much fun with like coming up with you. Know, I feel like we do this every few episodes. So yeah. uh, one episode, I think we spent an hour doing what we were just doing. It was I mean, fun. It's a cool but concept. I like it. I'm yeah. just hoping that the right people also listen to this and be like, hmm, maybe we should try to make, make this happen. Yeah. <laughs> one thing about the Indie ways. World Showcase I saw some disappointment about. Uh, this comes from Nick. Uh, why do people keep expecting Hollow Knight Silk Song at these Indie Worlds? The original Hollow Knight was revealed at e- a Nintendo's E3 showcase, so it stands that they wouldn't demote its status to, in- to an indie, indie world, right? Yeah, and it's not a it- demotion. It's not a demotion. If you if you highlight an entire showcase, even if it's an indie showcase, that's a prominent spot. 
don't yeah, know. I don't think it's meant as disrespect, but like no. given its success and how huge sure. of a property it is, I, I get that. it's I get worthy. It it's worthy of an E three. Like it should be like a. It would be classified as Fair. like a big yeah, announcement. A huge announcement. Yeah, yeah. totally. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because like, I bet the viewers mm. for the showcase aren't nearly as big as like an E3 showcase. Not like no, this no, indie no. one. God. They're big, Organized but not as big. Oh yeah, no, no. I was just gonna agree with you. Like where, like it feels like it would do well at like a regular announcement, like E3 or um, you know bigger conventions. Yeah. So yeah, it doesn't really make sense to put it here. Although Fair. you know we did see like some bigger titles like House of the Dead um, in this, right? So. Mm. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I sort of like the the indie games getting their own spotlight versus like having to put and you know here's the huge title that everyone's been waiting for, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. exactly. But you that know is, what? Damiani, it is a little weird though, because isn't Team Cherry like small, dude? Yeah. It's like well, a handful of people making this. So isn't yeah. that an indie game? Isn't this yeah. the place that it, it, it's definitely so? It, okay, Haber, it is an indie game by definition. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is. Definitely still in that category, so I'm going to split the difference here. While it would be an honor and a privilege for it to be like a a feature in E3, I think the bigger honor here would be Hollow Knight Silk Song gets its own direct. Silk Song direct. Just its own direct. Mm -hmm. Own 20 minute deep dive into the game. Like Resident Evil style, dude. Hollow Knight showcase. Uh, yeah, let's go. Would that would it. be the perfect solution, I feel like. So, oh. via, yeah, Nintendo, make that happen. But then, Chat, Nint- I, or viewers, ahead. I know the last thing you want to hear is to go play games because your backlog is probably as big as God's Will's. But seriously, <laughs> Hollow Knight, don't skip it. Be ready for Silk Song. This shit is the best. <laughs> the best. Like, I just keep hearing so many. Like, that's also another game that's been in my queue for so long. I bought oh. it and. I know. Like I, I just like, played it like a year ago. God's very no okay. long. So, it is okay. long, but like if you I could just, just play a play few it. hours, God's will. Also, I'm a completionist too. Like if oh. there's trophies, like oh, for me, this will oh. take you forever. Oh, yeah, yeah oh, there's God's so much. Okay, God's will is one I'm, like, that's pretty about. impossible. I'm just gonna <laughs> yeah. give you a warning up front. <laughs> okay, maybe I will just aim just to beat it and just be like happy with it <laughs> like i just finished uh god of war actually i just got to the platinum for god of war nice um, dude yeah bloodborne <laughs> i just got yeah. that platinum uh, and then like usually like, if it has like like a like a, a feasible platinum then i'm like okay let me see if i can try it but yeah. also that's one reason i'm so slow with these games you know Ugh, so many games <laughs> to play so maybe hollow knight i'll just aim to play it beat yeah. it and then not to platinum it beating Take it is it an accomplishment yes so is good. Worth it. Even so if you didn't it. finish it, it's just worth it to play. Yeah. This last question covers a story that just broke recently. Um, it's not entirely Nintendo related. It does cover Nintendo stuff. Um, I, I did want to cover it because I'm very personally interested in it. Um, Level Capybara wants to let us know that there were a few reports this week. The, sorry, a few reports this week which made it sound like Square Enix uh, was going to get purchased, potentially. Like, they were interested buyers. Bloomberg Japan did this report, uh, but Square Enix shot it down immediately the next day in a very official-looking statement. Um, But that got them wondering, what would the gaming landscape look like if Nintendo bought Square Enix? Whoa. I think it would really trigger an arms race honestly if that goes down i feel like then the ball goes to microsoft or sony and then another big acquisition goes down kojima gets you know kojima productions gets picked up and all hell breaks loose i mean because bethesda was kind of that that moment too it felt like where it's like whoa are all these are the big three just gonna own everything and then that's (laughs) that's that like so I feel like if Square Enix gets picked up, yeah, I, th- I feel like the landscape would be very different. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's intense. It's very intense. Um, I was going to say, because when, when you said arms race, I thought you meant like a graphics <laughs> arm race. Because from my perspective, I don't know if either of you thought this at all, Nintendo is not known for their cutting ed- cutting-edge visuals. No. And not all Square Enix I games mean, are, ways, but, but, yeah. but mm. Square Enix's showpieces are usually about pushing boundaries. True. And I wonder how that would work on Switch. So when you said Arms Race would, sorry, Arms Race would Square Enix kind of put pressure on Nintendo? Hey, 
that Switch Pro better be pretty beefy, or that Switch 2 better be <laughs> yeah. able to run our visuals Guy and stuff run like Final that. Fantasy, right? <laughs> Part so of that the would, contract that would is be like, my yo, concern. upon yeah. purchase, Nintendo has to... Exactly. That's so, that do you agree with that? Two, it's twofold. Would there be some dissenters out there about, now my Scornix games are going to look like trash, or not look as good? I mean, they probably get that harsh. And two, online stuff. Nintendo's not good with online. You know me, Huber. Final Fantasy XIV, mm-hmm. like, 14, what yeah. the hell is going to happen to fourteen? I mean, probably nothing, totally. but, like, would Nintendo allow them to keep doing their thing, or would it? Would there be some compromises on, on quality here and there? I don't know, dude. I don't, I don't like to think about this. This is bleak. I want everyone to be able to play it all, you know? Mm-hmm. Competition is good. Exclusives are good. But, like, Square Enix, love them or hate them, you know, Br- Brad... For bread, dude, that Square Enix tax is brutal. <laughs> but, like, now that Bethesda is owned by Microsoft, like, that, that, it, it stings a little bit because it is fun to have multiple parties, you know, not just the big three. It is fun to have, like, these wild cards that make games on all the systems. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't like it. Like, I don't, I don't want all these companies to buy everything up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm not for that either. I thought a lot about this when the story was breaking because I was people were starting to freak me out about what companies might buy Square Enix and what, <laughs> yeah. what might happen to them. Like, oh no, this is like this is the reality that might be the yeah. future for us with all. As you say, if they get into that type of arms race that Huber was describing, Bethesda what will the style. landscape look like? And I was thinking about who I would be okay with Square Enix being bought by, and I was like, honestly, Microsoft. Because sure, they wouldn't yeah. screw with the PC stuff. Like, they would actually sure. encourage all that to keep going. They'd probably give them the... Yeah, See, and that's Sony, another, That's worried. another thing, Damiani, is Microsoft just gets the PC as well. So it's like, just that more optics, man. More inclusive Microsoft. Play here, play there. Totally. Totally. For sure. Well... As it stands now, it seems like that story is not true. Square Enix denied it, so there's really not much else to talk about. So, heart attack avoided for now. <laughs> please be, please let Square Enix keep doing their thing. And uh, a final little notation I have here. Uh, Matt Piscatella gave some MPD data. Uh, Mario Kart 8 is now the best-selling racing game in the U.S. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe for Switch, leading that, that spearheading that latest charge. Still charting. Uh, I don't know if it has or will, it should soon surpass Mario Kart Wii is like just like the best selling racing game period everywhere and pro- the best wow. non packed in standalone release unless Animal Crossing passes but Mario Kart 8 man deluxe just going strong still like props to it but you know people keep saying like where's Mario Kart 9 and stuff but like it, it's, it's like what do you even do I know we've talked about this but it's like nothing is a sure thing for like equaling Mario Kart 8 sales. That's like a beast. Yeah. I was on Twitch the other day and 800,000 people were watching GTA 5. Wow. These old games, oh, man. Mario GTA Kart, GTA. Online. Was it online? Or yeah, it... I think so. Okay, think so, online yeah. is yeah. a, a yeah. big community. Yeah, still, yeah. Yeah. Well, like I still Mario play Kart. It. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Those two, I feel like those are the two biggest games of all time. Like GTA 5, Mario Kart Billions. 8. Billions. Yeah. <laughs> like, Man, 800,000 people watching it. Like, Just the other day. 2021, yeah. I know. It came out years ago, yeah. You wonder why multiple, g- systems. multiple systems, yeah. I actually oh, even have it. Here we go. Yeah, I even have GTA 5 Sick. on PS3 right here. Yeah. <laughs> Ready to go. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'll be all, yeah. Where's the... Does it have the PS5 updates yet? Did not yet. Godzilla, not yet. Okay. They've teased that. Yeah. Okay. They said the end of this year, I believe. Gotcha. Whew. Man, this GTA 6 never cool. coming out. They don't need to. They making billions of dollars on this one I game. Know. They don't need to ever make a new game. Seriously. Yeah. Until uh, that, that's different. When they sell well, they'll keep supporting it forever. So mm-hmm. that every retro game just needs to sell billions of dollars worth of copies. And come on, y'all, just, keep, just get better. Yeah. Sell that money, and then you can get. On every console, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Get on that Mario Kart level. Oh, man. Ah, yeah, that's all I had. I didn't know if there's anything we, we glossed over, anything God's will that you wanted to mention or anything like that before we wrap up here. Or, uh, you good? Indie games. I, I, I'm, okay. I'm glad you told me to watch the indie games uh, session because now I got so many more games I'm really interested in now. <laughs> so uh, good, yes. 
Oh, Sorry boy. though to add to your, <laughs> your back. Uh, like I even have Kingdom Hearts three still unwrapped and uh, it's like or like it's still wrapped. Oh my goodness! Oh. Yeah, here we go. I bought it. I bought it. This, the I bought it the day it came out and it, it. I still haven't opened it yet. I, that's blasphemy. Uh oh. Oh man. <laughs> Put myself out there like that. So because I was trying to platinum Birth by Sleep and then Sick. I was just sort of like, oh, there's so many games I want to play, and I got. Oh, whatever. Anyways, more games to play. Love it. Support the indie game scene. Uh, and then Game Pass, maybe I'll be on that. I don't know. Seriously. That is going to do it for this episode of Friend Code. Thank you to everyone who submitted questions for us for this episode of Friend Code. Uh, to submit questions for consideration, you need to be a $5 and up patron. Um, I'll make that post the week we are recording calling for your submissions as a five dollar patron you also get this episode of friend code and episodes of some of our other podcasts and some of our other shows a little bit early as part of an early access tier so thank you to everyone who supports us that way also gives give special thanks to our shout out tier of patrons for the month of april so shout out to elthanis greg the dark knight kettering caleb togi crawford nick stephen thomason Edsgar, so I'm a spider, so what? Sage Mode Q, Alex Al, thank you so much, and shout out. Shout out. <laughs> Woo. Shout out. That, oh, yes. yes. I don't know. <laughs> it's funny. So, God's old shout out here. We we do this on all three of our podcasts Frame Trap, Easy Allies Podcast, and Friend Code. We each have different ways of handling. On the Easy Allies Podcast, we do kind of a cadence thing where the first person starts and halfway, yeah, and so on. So, the four people do shout out, shout out, shout like that until the end. Wow. That's like their gimmick. And I did that for a little while, but like, nah, I'm just going to do like a stand up, straightforward, you know, delivery of this. So, but Stand in the spirit living. there. I think you're the first guest who's actually said shout out when I've done that. That's <laughs> like I'm, I'm like yes. That's hey. like yeah. But uh, uh, Godswell though, uh, thank you for being on. But uh, do you have any personal projects or anything you want to let, let our listeners and viewers know about uh, before we sign off here? Yeah, uh, I do my own podcast. It's still growing, trying to get on y'all's level. Uh, it's called That's Dope Entertainment, where we just talk about whatever we think is dope. Uh, you know, we usually like a lot of nerd culture. Always insert some One Piece stuff in the episodes. <laughs> uh, you know, we talk about all different types of stuff. Uh, and then uh, we were doing events before Corona time, but as soon as uh, we get back to it, we'd be doing more nerd parties. So we did like Cowboy Bebop party, uh, a Kingdom Hearts theme party. Uh, I got like a Metal Gear event that I got planned. So, you know, stay tuned for things like that. But <laughs> yeah, we're on That's Dope Entertainment, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that. So, you know, listen to the podcast. We're releasing episode 67 pretty soon. So, yeah. Dang, yeah, that, that, that's going there. I think yeah. this is episode 101 for this. So, yeah, time goes by really quickly, and you don't realize that when you're doing this stuff, huh? Yeah, honestly, uh, I'm I'm grateful that like it's still going, you know, versus uh, you know, things slowing down and just sort of like, uh, are we doing this or not, right? <laughs> it's om- Hopefully, it's almost over. And uh, those events sound sick, though. Like when you said Metal Gear, I'm like, okay, uh, yeah, I'm very, very yeah, stay curious. Tuned. Yeah, very stay curious. tuned. Like, yeah, it'll be it'll be themed sort of that sort of sense. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to, to see, like, what's going to happen for that. But big ideas. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Friend Code. Until next time, everybody, may the way of the hero lead to the Triforce. <laughs>